Today, I'm really, really excited to uh, interview my, my guest, who is somebody that I've been hearing about for so long uh, through my clients, actually. And um, I've heard different things about her. And then when I did my research, I found out so much more. Um, I'll introduce her really quickly. So she is currently the vice chairman of MR Development Board since December 2020. She's the former founding director general of Smart Dubai, the government entity entrusted by the leadership with Dubai's citywide digital transformation, making her the first woman to lead the transformation of a smart city globally. She's among the world's most powerful women leaders in business and technology. And I have to say, I don't like the word women because she's just probably among the world's most powerful leaders in business and technology in general with Forbes Middle East ranking her among the Middle East's top 10 most powerful businesswomen. I think probably she would also say that her biggest achievement is that she's laid a robust foundation for upcoming talent and inspires youth towards building a better tomorrow through digitalization. And I think this was important to, to, to mention because that's exactly how I met her. I met some of the leaders that are uh, up and coming um, through her leadership and uh, and I was pretty amazed at what they were saying and how they were describing her and I felt like I have to, I have to meet this woman and they were saying you have to meet her too so uh, Dr. Aisha Aisha Ben Bishop um, I actually just whatsapped her one day and I told her I'd really like to meet you um, I met her uh, I'm, I'm, I heard of you through one of my clients and and we met up for coffee, and I think we we, we had a lot to uh, in common, and uh, it was a beautiful conversation from day one, and continues to be an amazing conversation. I am really honored and blessed to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure, Arsalan, and I do believe in you. Thank you so much. That means a lot, uh, Dr. Aisha. Can you please just generally talk to me about uh, your career, how it started, um, um, where? How, how did you how did you come to 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 become all of these beautiful things? I didn't even say, you know, not even this is like twenty percent of all the achievements you've had. So can you please just tell us really quickly how how you came about? Um, Arslan, I can't يعني, say like how I reached to this position without talking about the influence I got when I was a child uh, from my surround. Uh, looking up to my dad, my grandparents, uh, the rulers, and their passion to improve the life of our people in this part of the world that pushed me to be also like them and uh, to grow with this uh, um, goal, to be part of this nation and developing our country our cities, and our life experiences. Uh, it took me to different areas uh, once it come to education and even uh, like uh, career-wise until I found the, 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 uh, the, the project or the idea that I can put everything I have in my brain, in my mind, and even in my blood to develop uh, citywide uh, digital transformation agenda. Well, alhamdulillah, in, in five years, 
many of the things that transferred in our city and even in our country, it was uh, like a base in our uh, organization. I really feel happy when people send me snaps or pictures about something digital that, uh, see, Dr. Aisha, this is what you've done before. Now we are using it. Uh, even having an Apple Pay in your device. Uh, yesterday I was with one of the leaders in the government and he said, you can't believe how this is my life, especially during the, the, the corona. And alhamdulillah, يعني, uh, uh, all the experiences I had wouldn't be there يعني, in, in reality without the support of my surround, whether it be my family, uh, my friends, my colleagues, uh, my um, uh, superior bosses, uh, leaders that I worked with that allowed me to, uh, to, to add uh, even a, a little things to, to the journey of our nation. That's beautiful. Um, have you always been interested in tech or is this something that kind of grew with time? Or See, how, how, uh, why tech in particular? When I was a child, my first interaction with uh, with uh, technology, I would say it was games, the Atari games. And I got a gift from my uncle. He used to study in the U.S. And he sent me a box of a machine and uh, games. Uh, they didn't attract me, to, to, to be honest. And I, I just opened the box and I asked all our, the kids in our neighborhood to come and play. And I was just watching them, how they are reacting to this new machine. And then the first PC came to our house, it was a Macintosh, um, late 80s. My brother, when he came back from US again, he brought the Macintosh and seeing the, the screensaver, the fish aquarium was like, wow, how did they digitize Magic. it yani, inside <laughs> this machine? And it wasn't the tech per se, it was the effect of this technology what attracted me. When I studied, you can't believe Arsenal. Yani my first uh, yani attempt after secondary, it was uh, medical studies. And I went to medicine school, okay. which was like my, pay, my, my dad, he pushed me yani, to, to, to do that uh, uh, studies. And uh, I just couldn't identify myself. It wasn't hard, but I didn't find myself. Uh, and I started looking here and there, but then I said, I can't wait, I have to work. And, يعني, you know, in the 90s, we were, we were still very conservative uh, communities here in, in Dubai. So my family were asking, why to work? يعني, we can't sponsor you until you finish your education. But for me, it was like, it was so essential for me to enter this world of uh, uh, business to know how things are happening. Because again, when I was a child, like always hearing my dad talking about like the office, the majlis, uh, men, meetings. I was so curious to know what's happened in those meetings. Like uh, what would happen, what's happened during these deals, uh, these projects. And I think from there, it, uh, it grew my interest. You touched on something that uh, I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna dig in, um, which is this concept of finding yourself, mm. right? Uh, I think the first time we ever had a conversation, that was the theme of the conversation. On, on, on okay, we, we've, we've done the government, we've done corporate, we, we've gotten all these achievements. 
what's what's next and when you start asking that question it immediately has this introspective reflection of okay the next question is who am i outside of this or 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 who do, who do i become now that i've i've done all of this can you talk to us a little bit about that the journey where 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 you were where you are right now and and what are you discovering i'm i'm very mm-hmm. curious to to know because it's been about six months since i've seen you so yeah. i'm sure in these six months a lot has changed um again this thing يعني the child grow with him when he's a, a kid to be curious and if you're curious you'll continue ask questions so يعني i hope parents يعني be patient with their kids when they ask questions and that's what my parent did uh, like uh, they gave me the space to ask to learn so i can this grow with me like the continuous learning not only from school or like a degree per se but knowledge as a knowledge يعني in a bigger uh, picture whether from books documentaries meeting people traveling the experience of traveling this a lot add a lot to a person himself mm-hmm. so when i was like teenager young younger i wanted to enter to this corporate life during the corporate life with all the politics i start to ask again myself like why do they treat me like this is it because i'm a woman is it because i'm still like because uh, i continue my education after i join the corporate life is it because i'm less than them in degree so this pushed me more also to to search for what will allow me to be seen and what will allow me to be part of the decision making process mm-hmm. this was in the 20s when i reached th- and in my 30s uh, i start to ask my question is this what i want to be okay now i'm in the corporate life that level i was uh, i just joined his highness sheikh mohammed bin rashid executive office as assistant director general يعني, this is a very high uh, post mm-hmm. for government as a lady but uh, every night i was asking myself am i happy wow. so happiness also was part of questioning the reason of me being in this life mm. am i here just to work or am i here to add things to others or am i here also to add any value to life but also to to live a happier life for me because during the 30 years i was like doing things for others when i was a child i was like even though i was the youngest but i take the responsibility of serving my family like um, doing everything for my sisters like they will send me to market to grocery shop because i'm the youngest yani ali she can go out then when i start my career like i took the burden that i need to to open the doors for other ladies because I'm suffering, for sure other ladies are suffering, but they are not talking. So let me يعني, be that model which will allow other girls that coming from a conservative communities to grow in the ladder. Mm-hmm. But again, يعني, am I happy? Am I happy in the location that I'm in? Like uh, whether it be in my office or my home or even my room. So I start again يعني, questioning myself why i'm always running why why i feel i'm i'm much more me outside the house why i can't be comfortable at my own home 
uh, people thought that I'm uh, extrovert because they see me always in media and stage, but they don't know that internally I'm I'm doubting myself and I'm questioning myself. Am I doing right? Is this is the, the right form that I can go out? Uh, would they accept me? Yani, I've been always like, uh, when it's come to a weight, a body weight, I was always in there, uh, like heavy weight rather than slim. This also added a lot to me. Like uh, people, when they see you on stage, they feel that, feel that you are um, full confident of yourself because you're talking and presenting. They don't know what's happening in your mind and how this pressurize you internally so that you can come up and speak with that energy. Mm. Uh, so all that pressure kept me asking this question. Am I comfortable in my own skin? Mm. Working, especially in the, in the public sector, you need to be very diplomatic when talking with others, whether the same level or upper or lower than you, because every word is uh, accounted, not only in you, but in the organization that you present. And that made me always wear that mask. And the polite lady the, coming from that yani, prestigious family, working in that prestigious organization, uh, and because I'm, I, I've been always this rebel person, I couldn't keep that mask all the time. I just wanted to, to show uh, 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 myself, my real face, that I'm kind. And that uh, because um, people tend to fear me. Yani, and, uh, yani she's the boss, even when I wasn't yet a boss. But they didn't know that I'm, I'm, I'm so kind, and I don't shout, and I don't get angry easily, and uh, yes, I want things to be happen. But uh, I do respect uh, other times, and I do respect if there is any uh, uh, challenges they face. Uh, I, I like to have this kind of conversation with people. Uh, so I had to push myself to show it to them, uh, to show that I'm human, that I can la I, I laugh, I become sad, I, sometimes I get sick. Uh, wherein before I used to fear showing, even if I'm sick, I should be always there. What is leadership? What is your leadership style? And how do you see that um, that needs to change? What needs to change? Um, how were you able to, uh, to, 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 to do that? Because from what you're saying, as leaders and the leaders I work with or the leaders I've worked with in the past, whether as clients or in the government or whatever, I feel like there is this stigma and this uh, mold that you have to fall in. That's what, you're, that's what you were describing. I can't be kind. I can't be authentic. I cannot be empathetic. All these uh, hashtags that you see these days, empathetic leaders, uh, authentic leaders and stuff like that. This stuff has been there for a while. And the strange thing is, if you see the leaders that we have, the, the, the biggest leaders that we have, Sheikh Zayed Allah Yerhama, uh, Sheikh Rashid Allah Yerhama, uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, Mohammed bin Rashid, they are so authentic and so empathetic. 
they've been doing this for decades, you know, before anybody even knew what that was, right? And of course, in our in our culture, in our Arabic culture, in our Islamic culture, we've had so many of them, you know, starting from even before Prophet Muhammad, you know, and, and going all the way up, So what is it? What is what are these things that we can that we can incorporate, especially now in COVID times when everybody's so stressed out and so full of fear and 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 people need these kind of leadership skills to come up to to support them for the next journey. Yeah. Um, as I said, Danny, when I start questioning these questions, I was like in my 30s and uh, it was like a, I reached to a level that I'm, I'm leading like a, a very prestigious organization. And that mold just like suffocated me. And when I was younger, I could manage to, 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 to be in that mold, but not anymore. And uh, since then, I decided to be myself. And um, today, if you ask me, what is your leadership style? To be honest, uh, I don't have a name for it, except just be a human. You are responsible not only to uh, bring the results uh, in your organization, but you are responsible of these people who are developing these projects and bringing up the, the results. So you need to take care of them. And these are human. We tend to forget that we are human when we enter the organization doors. And we tend to believe that they are machines, robots, and it's only like with a button, everything will happen. And we forget that we, us, are human. Today I'm okay, tomorrow I feel uh, low. Sometimes I'm, I'm really happy. Other day under pressure, I feel uh, sick. So this is similar like uh, our uh, teams, uh, the people in our organization, they feel the same. So when I started asking these questions, I said, I should never make whoever will work with me feel the same thing I felt. Questioning and doubting my capabilities. Yani 10 years working in government those, yani that time, in a single day I was questioning myself. Yani, uh, am I right for this job? Uh, am I good enough? Uh, why they are not selecting me? Why they didn't choose me for that role? Why they, why? So I don't want the people who will work with me to have this, this pressure. I just want them also to be them and to, 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 to see the, 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 the end goal that I'm seeing it yani in front of my eyes. Uh, that beautiful place with the, when I'm, we are talking about cities, like with great uh, life experiences. Um, so I need to take all these elements and their, uh, their uh, imagines and just allow them to bring up their passion. Even if it is not there in their role, 
I have one of my, uh, my colleagues, he's an urban planner, but he's a brilliant and managing projects, networking, and bringing people together. So I gave him that uh, one, one of the ideas and I told him it was, uh, again, I need to, to, uh, to develop a, a network of uh, game changers uh, uh, around us uh, with the entities that we work with so that we can transfer the ideas and to become more organically growing in their organizations. Wallah Arsalan, the moment that I opened that door for him, that guy transferred 180 degrees. He became like um, uh, a very bright star, same as the sun. And he started attracting also people like him. And he not only managed to succeed and succeed in his target, but also taking it to another level, which is a global level. And with a minimum uh, budget. And that's just tapping on the shoulder, telling him, good job, you're amazing. You're amazing this in this, good. And, and finding, most yeah. importantly, having the, 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 the eye to, that to lens, find the talent. That lens. As a leader, if you are not a real human, you can't find your own lens that will see such beauty in the people who are working with you. And if, because if you are in that mold and just ordering your teams or your people, you don't see them. Yeah. What's that saying? Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder? Absolutely. That's exactly. Absolutely. Saying, Absolutely. Right? So I would say is, is just be human. And if you don't believe, Arsanan, in the, in the idea that you are running, you will never, huh? you will never find peace. Today, I give you a project. Arsanan, this is all the resources, go and run it. If you don't have that passion, okay, you are a great manager. You will, at the end of that period, you'll tell me, Ta'ali, this is, we managed to get you the result. But during that period, where are you? Did you, did you يعني, really felt the project? For me, it's not the end result. For me, it's the process in reaching the end result. The journey. The journey itself. يعني, again, when, I'm, when, I, when I told you about happiness, the happiness is not something that, like a location, you will go and you will get it. El, I'm not sure how to say it in, in English. يعني, it's intertwined. Yeah, and in, 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 in your daily life, in your journey. Many people, they tend to forget, يعني, especially when they go in the corporate life, uh, whether it be public or uh, private sector. I'm not sure if it is ego, arrogant. خلاص, we reach to that level and we feel that we, we are the, the gods, يعني, and uh, we don't even open uh, our minds to learn more. And I do believe in uh, this is the, 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 the point where they stagnate. Absolutely. And uh, if I don't see in those small 
elements and details in my daily life that inspire me and ignite me to happy moments, I'm dead. You know, that's a perfect way to describe it because scientifically, every element of creation, whether it is animals or plants or humans or Mother Earth, whatever, we are built to grow. That's how we're built. And as soon as you stop that, whether because of your environment or it's self-inflicted, we are actually dying because we are the opposite of what living should be, right? And that is the definition of being in a comfort zone. And this comfort zone actually starts as a defense mechanism. So if you trace all of these things back, the defense mechanism that you're building comes from fear. So actually, people that get to the point where they feel like they don't want to grow anymore, they think that it's because they have reached the maximum and whatever. But the reality, it's because of fear of growth, because of fear of what am I going to find yeah, next. Yeah, it's their comfort zone. And don't forget, today as a human, we tend to like feel more, uh, I wouldn't say comfortable, but if I have the, this zone, خلاص, I will stick to, to, to this zone. Uh, we forget that instinct that being built in our genes as a human, which differentiate us also from uh, other species in this world, that to go out and search for more and like to look for more. Even um, uh, in, in our religious, in التفكر والتأمل في خلق الله. يعني just to uh, uh, go and explore on a daily basis. With the urbanization, we tend to forget that instinct or push it down deeper uh, in, in our mind uh, and believe that you know, this is the level or the space that we want to be and we reached and that's, uh, that's it. But they forget that they lose uh, this beautiful feeling in life. Uh, when I was younger, I think I was 22, 23, start driving and taking the, the road from Dubai to Khwanij, where, where I live today in Al-Misar, I drive in autopilot mode. And I believe many of us do the same. Unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> One time my dad was driving also, يعني, I, I crossed him in the, in the street without realizing that this is my dad. Because I'm an autopilot, يعني, I'm thinking in so many things at work and life. So when I reached home, he came after me. He said, you don't see around you? I told him why. He said, I was there on the road. I told him, why should I look into people around me? He told me, you are crossing one of the beautiful streets in Dubai, because like when you go toward Khwanij, it's like a hill, so you can see the view of the whole city. He said, just يعني, relax while driving and look around you. And I was like, is he serious? Mm-hmm. I'm so busy in many things. I'm working in the morning, I'm studying in the evening, I have a child. So many things happen in my mind. I don't have time to look around me. So he said, you are losing a, يعني, a big joy in your life. 
It hit me after 10 years when I reached my 30s. And I started looking around me, wow. When did our city become like this? Mm -hmm. Especially with a city like Dubai. Absolutely, and you if you blink. are, and if you are yeah, and if you are driving also, don't look around you. Dubai and other cities and other places, it deserves from us yeah. to just look Absolutely. and like enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy these spaces uh, around you. Uh, similarly, at work, if you don't open your eyes and open your senses to feel and to see the real color around you, you will, you will reach to a point that you will stagnate and you will not have this energy Will, which will pull you from bed in the morning, early morning, to jump running to your office. Yes. I know many of my colleagues today, يعني, mashallah, يعني, they, achieve, they are achievers at the end of the day. But when you, when you, when you look into their own life, there's nothing. They are achievers at work in their offices and their projects, and they implement many things, beautiful things around us but in their own human relations around them because they didn't spend time on it. I know that, again, this is difficult when we say the balance your life. But this will take me back again to the idea of if I enter to my office and I like wear the mask of being the director general in this organization, I should not forget my true self, my authentic spirit. It should be there, يعني, shown very clearly to people. Yes, I'm, uh, uh, I'm obeying uh, the systems. Uh, again, the corporate life also, يعني, you cannot just relax and sit at the end of the day. You have uh, goals and objectives and strategies to, to implement, but also you need to be yourself, you need to feel yourself, you need to feel the people around you, you need to sense it. Uh, so these sensors are blocked and people. I mean, today, today the, this, this joy factor is becoming a very important in, in government mandates. It's, it's, uh, it's understood. Um, I think the issue with it is that, as you said, it is not, um, it is not substance. It is not something that you can um, that you can uh, incorporate in uh, in KPIs yeah. and, and stuff like that. This is this is a very soft element that needs to be um, incorporated and taught embedded. in a very different way. It should be embedded, huh? Yes. Today, but it's, uh, sorry to cut you, but this is stuff uh, that should be embedded from uh, from KG. Absolutely. This is not stuff that should be embedded from from corporate because at the time you're you're in corporate. It's, it's, also, you've sift. been conditioned a certain way, yeah. right? This is conditioning. I, I, I talk a lot about what are emotions. If you ask anybody on the street, what are emotions? I'll be like, what are you crazy? Why are you asking me this question? Nobody ever asked me this question. Or I don't even know. Like, I, I won't even know where to start. The first time I got asked that question, I didn't know where to start. I don't know what emotions are. I can tell you maybe from when I, when I, a, a class I took in biology, chemically, how stuff happens in the body. Why do I feel how I feel? 
and what triggers me and what and why it triggers me i have no clue you ask anybody that that's the simple the simple formula of understanding joy joy is an emotion and the opposite of joy fear or guilt anxiety depression that's 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 rampant right now the only reason people are struggling with that stuff to the extent that they're struggling with it is because they don't understand it you ask anybody that says i am diagnosed with depression i am diagnosed with anxiety at that level right at different levels however however sick they feel right ask them what it is they don't know sometimes you go ask their doctor they don't even know they don't they don't differentiate between sadness and depression absolutely and i'll tell you one thing arsalan uh, as you said it starts from kg but i would say it starts from home yes when you are still young us as a parents we put this image about our child and we push push them to fit in that image mold that i want them to be without allow them to explore themselves their bodies uh, their feelings uh, we are shutting down these sensors that they have so by the time they reach kg they are programmed in a way that they should always like be the neat uh, good child uh, go to school don't cry don't shout do your homework sleep eat without as i said without allow them to be themselves and explore themselves for us and especially in this region these things are very taboo there's a formula يعني, how, do, how do we change that يعني, Each how, one of us, how, how each one of us should. Because you're, you're, you're a mother. We, 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 we didn't mention that. And I think a lot of people know you, yeah. know that of you. But it's it's worthy to mention, just in case people don't know. And uh, mashallah, your child is an adult now. She's yeah, graduating mashallah. university. And uh, and funny enough, uh, she has a business. And I, and I, I, bought a, I bought a few art items from her business, which is an interesting coincidence. But um, I just want you to tell me from from your perspective as a mom, How can that change? How can we change that in our society? I mean, forget about it being a, 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 an international concept. How? And I'll tell you, each one of us has to start with himself. Before getting married, I need to discover myself before joining a relation with a partner in my life. Because it is my responsibility to know what I want and who am I not my partner responsibility. My partner responsibility is to respect who am I at the end of the day, but not to define me. And it is not hard. Oh, mashallah, today, uh, the access to knowledge is in your palm. Read, listen, allow yourself to just listen to others and read. احنا as a, a community especially in this region we tend to talk more than listen that's why we don't learn and we just have our views uh, only which uh, يعني, uh, يعني, uh, it's against even our own religion that uh, ask us 
to explore and learn. That's the first, the first, word. The first word, word came in our uh, Holy Quran is read. Yeah. Um, so it starts with each one of us. And Alhamdulillah, when, when I was a child, يعني, uh, my mom is not uh, educated, but mashallah, she's a very knowledgeable person. Life educates you at the end of the day. So they allow me and they gave me that space. Wherein my other sisters and brothers, they just accepted the, that mold. And I was always pushing, pushing. So it, it, it means that it was maybe a gene in my DNA uh, to be a rebel and to ask for more and to, uh, to explore uh, more. The moment I got my own child, I promised myself that I will not pressurize her. And I will not draw an image for her. And it started from even selecting the colors when I, she, she just, yani, born. Normally, when you get a girl, you get pink, when you a boy, you get blue. I just put all the colors. Arsalami, she started, one year and a half, she started choosing her own colors. Because the varieties are in front of her. There's no limitations. So she starts to see what are the things that fit in her. Um, she don't like the pattern. She don't like uh, tight things. Uh, and I allowed her. So these are molds that we put our kids, choosing for them what they have to do. Of course, at the end of the day, we are parents. We want our kids to be the best. We'd... But we can give that space with our supervision. Give them space. In our time, there weren't any boundaries. And that's why when we grow, we don't understand boundaries. We get in relation, we don't understand it. We go to work, we don't understand boundaries. We don't respect our own boundaries and we don't respect the other's uh, boundaries. So that's where we should teach our kids that these are boundaries, your choices, your own wishes, your own ideas about the things around you. You just open the doors for your kids. Like my daughter, I, I, every day I will take her to different club. Music, drama, ballet, uh, horse riding. Alhamdulillah, today these things are all available. Yani my age, yani limit, yani it was so limited, the things that we can do yeah. from experiencing our life. And alhamdulillah, I was privileged. I came from a family that allowed me to experience many things, uh, from swimming, horse riding, uh, uh, going camps, uh, traveling. Nowadays, everything, alhamdulillah, we are in a city that has many things for our kids. Then my daughter started to select things that she wants. And when she say, I don't want this, I need to respect I don't want to go to this class anymore. I didn't like this. Okay, let's talk about it. And allowing them also to express their feelings. This start from this early age. Dr. Aisha, we, uh, 
we, we touched upon some of the most important building blocks for successful leadership. And the way you, we've come about it is a very interesting way, which is uh, literally observing children, because children have these qualities at the beginning. They have boundaries. They have joy all the time. They have freedom all the time. Curiosity. Curiosity. I call it the I don't know what I don't yeah. know uh, part of their life, right? Before we, as you said, program them and condition mm. them to be who they are, uh, their religion, their uh, tradition, their, their, their family, their school, their nationality, their city. You know, all of that conditions them to be someone, their identity. Um, but it's interesting because there's this concept of conscious parenting, which you quite, I think, naturally display, which is um, not allowing your own programming or your own unconscious belief system that you've been taught from your parents through their parenting techniques to come through with your kids. Because sometimes all of us go through this. Uh, we do something with our kid and the first thing you think, oh. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm my mom, all of a sudden yeah. I'm my dad, or you know, that comes through. That is your natural tendency, your natural programming, the easy way to, 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 to parent. So these skills that, that kids are already, that already possess and already have, and as you said before, we kind of deprogram them to, to, to stop sensing, to stop using their naturally God-gifted uh, uh, tendencies that we have to preserve. The interesting thing is, these are the things that people are talking about with successful, successful leaders, successful entrepreneurs, su successful people in general. If you pick leadership um, tendencies or skills or whatever, that's what they teach. Joy, freedom, curiosity, uh, openness, all of that stuff that you, we were talking about. And it's interesting that we had this relationship between Arsalan, children and, there's, and, and there's uh, this called mindful leadership. Yes. There are courses. Yeah. So even if you are يعني, blocked before, you can take these courses to be more mindful. And it will help you even in your own life. And there is one thing also. If you are different than the others, you become more mindful, enjoying your life, which will reflect both in your personal relations, but also at work. You'll be crushed because you are different. And people will start to ask why he is always happy and why he is always enjoying his life. Uh, okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving you results. So this is my own life. So also we need to teach our kids how to how to stand for their own rights of being happy, of being different. Unique. Because if we take this also out of them, it means at the end of the day, I have a full generation, copy and paste. Because this is how I want my next generation to be. Yeah. Without uh, without allowing to to be themselves and also teach them how to defend their rights of being different, as I said, and uh, and unique. I face it, yani maybe this this led me to this new journey in my life. 
uh, it was so obvious to everyone, not locally, even globally, how much I'm happy with what I'm doing and how much I'm enjoying being with the people that I'm working with and presenting them even like in my platforms or wherever I go. And I start to feel that pressure and that, uh, um, again, the mold of the corporate, like, you are not allowed to do these things because we are not doing it. And I realize if I continue there with the same pressure, I won't be myself because what I'm doing is I'm enjoying it. Okay, at the end of the day, I'm not the one who's doing the programming. We have like a team to do the programmings and the networking and digitizing, but I'm enjoying working with them and allowing them to be their next level. And the moment I found that pressure, I said, this means this is the end of this chapter and I need to go to my next chapter. What's that? I'm so interested <laughs> to hear that. What's the next chapter? Seeking for joy. Seeking to know myself more. Which I started at the beginning yani, of my life and asking, yani, is it me? This is what I want? Um, I can't believe these are small things that I'm discovering myself bring joy. And I'm doing yoga sessions, which I've been never believed that I'm interested in. We have that in common too. <laughs> when I go to any resort and the yoga session, no, I skip it. And now just doing these poses and positions and challenging my body flexibility so interesting feeling. Absolutely. In one hour, just like moving, maneuvering my legs and my arms and finding that, wow, this area is so tight. Let me stretch it. I used to control many systems. And now I can't control my own body. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if, you, if you pick up on the language, right? I am challenging my body's flexibility. Absolutely. That is absolutely correlated to what's going on with your mind also. Because your mind, the reason why you're not flexible in certain areas or you have pain in certain areas or whatever, it's because your mind is actually storing stuff safely in these places because it knows that these places you're not going to, to move. My body is not trusting me yeah. to go to that limit. Yeah. And you know, Do you know why? Let me tell you really mm. quickly something really very interesting. Um, a lot of people, you, you'll find sometimes when you do yoga for a very long time that somebody will come and they'll do a certain pose, pose and they'll start crying. Emotions will start coming out. They're like literally not crying as in, no, crying as in, as in tears and, and shake. And, and it's because your mind at some point takes traumas or certain negative emotional experiences or whatever and stores them literally, puts them like in a bag, if you can imagine that, and stores it somewhere in your body, right? And that's why people have chronic problems with your knees, like you were telling me before, or whatever, 
most of the time it's emotional. So it stores them there. And then when you do stuff like yoga, that's why yoga is so um, unique in that sense. You're challenging your body all of a sudden to release that, 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 that bag. And all that stuff coming, comes out. That's why yoga, most people that experience it at the beginning, they're like, it feels so uncomfortable and your body has that resistance from your comfort zone because you're challenging that, 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 that little barrier that you put mm. in yourself. But there is a direct relationship between your body and where it's tight and where it hurts with your mind and what's going on at an emotional level on your, in your unconscious, unconscious. mind. Yeah. And that's what this chapter, My Life, is about. To reflect. And uh, to challenge my own system. When I grew up, I used to challenge other systems around me that didn't allow me to grow the way I wanted. So I was always pushing boundaries and pushing the envelope to the next level. And why men? Why not me? What? All these questions. And I think, alhamdulillah, يعني, I reached to a level that I was happy of the deliverable that I delivered. But when I look back to myself, and especially during uh, the pandemic, we were one of the first entities to test working from distance before implementing into government. So we started 50%, 50% for a few weeks. The moment this is before the pandemic or during? When we heard immediately about the pandemic in, in China before the, the global alert. Wow, okay. So immediately we had this policy at work. Yani our teams used to work from distance. Yes. But you said, let, let us really like see the, the, uh, how if we, the 50%, not 2 3% yes. work from distance. What would that number be? Do you know relatively if we say 50% of the government working from distance? What, is that, uh, are you talking about the government? You're talking about your organization? Uh, my own organization. But if you talk about the government, it would be something like, uh, I would say 40,000 40, wow. uh, employees. Okay. So I wanted to test the, the infrastructure that is ready for such push and if we ready with all the tools. And during that period, I was working from office. Wherein the teams, like I pushed everyone to go home and work from there. And they were asking me, why you don't go and work from home also like us? And then this was the, I told you in the 30s, I started questioning myself, how, why I'm not seeing things around me, all the details in life. And now in my late 40s, I start to ask, why I'm not comfortable sitting back at home. Wow. It's called home. Is it home or is it me? My body is my home. So why I'm, I'm not like ready to sit with me? Uh, and when I got the virus, the coronavirus, and I stayed alone for almost 15, 16 days, okay, with the, with the tools you have today, like talking and Zooming with others, 
But at the, end, at the end of the day, you are alone in your room. And this, يعني open you, new doors for me. That I reach my 40s and still I'm not aware who am I. Because I invested most of my time fighting. Fighting life, fighting systems, fighting surrounds to to show them my capabilities. And it's time to show myself what is my own capabilities. Beautiful. I wish we could talk for another five hours. <laughs> you know I, I would love to. I, I'm sure we will again. Um, uh, I'd like I like to close with a question that I ask all of my guests. Um, the Ascension method, which is the method I work with with my with my clients, uh, has been formulated for. Um, if I if I if I'd say uh, a brief description of it, it's to empower individuals to and especially high achievers and high performers to uh, to to reach their highest potential while experiencing joy and freedom, right? Um, and this to me is human empowerment, right? I would love to hear from you what your definition of human empowerment is. To treat others the way you wish others to treat you. And this will happen only if you know your own values and what do you value as a person and you know your own boundaries. Your Excellency, Dr. Aisha, thank you so much, so much for being here. Um, I know everyone that's listening is uh, probably already a fan, and if not, they're, uh, they're a fan now, and I'm a fan, you know that. And um, I am, I'm really excited to, 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 to know more about what's happening with your journey and, and your self-discovery. And as you know, I'm always here uh, if you need my help. And uh, and I hope we get to talk again. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Arsalan. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Thank you.